And welcome to No Filler, the music podcast dedicated to sharing the often overlooked hidden gems that fill the space between the singles on our favorite records. My name is Travis, got my brother Quentin here as always, and we have arrived at part three of our 2019 recap. And Q, this is going to be a decade recap. And we're looking back at some of our favorites from the last 10 years, Q. This is, this is tough, man. It was tough. More challenging than I thought to to take a decade and narrow it down to just 10 songs. What I was trying to do is to think about songs that were a good representation of like how music has evolved in the last 10 years or how you know certain genres that kind of had a good hold on the decade. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, a good way to put it. But I mean, it, yeah, we we've we've got a, a pretty varied list here, I feel like. So, he was let me let's just put this out there. It's not like these songs have anything to do with chart position or number of records sold. The criteria was was basically just what are our favorite songs? I mean, we have to What are songs that it. Yeah, what are songs and artists or albums yeah. from these artists that we have been revisiting frequently over the last decade. Right. The songs and the artists that we love and have loved for, you know, 10 years. Right. Or longer, you know, in some cases, a lot longer. And we're also going to release a Spotify playlist along with this episode that covers our 100 favorite songs from the last decade. Yes, and the rule there, we did have some criteria there, and that was no singles, right? So we tried to stay true to the spirit of the podcast and say that no singles were allowed on our favorite 100 tracks from the last decade, which was super challenging, but also really fun. Um, yeah. And, and you, know, I th- you know, true to this podcast, that allows us to sort of share a song from an artist that you maybe aren't familiar with, you know, cause it's easy to put a single on there from the last decade, you know? Yeah. But uh, a little bit more challenging to, to pick from the remaining tracks that they've produced in the last decade and narrow it down to a non-single. That's also just as good, if not better than the single. So anyway, this Playlist is is also 100 artists. There's no repeats. No artist repeats. That's also a really good point, Q. Yeah. You're only going to hear one track from from each artist that's... Uh, otherwise, I mean, come on. It'd be a bunch of Spoon and Radiohead, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So, all right, Q. They've heard enough yapping from us. Let's get into our picks here. And uh, we decided amongst ourselves that... There would be no point in trying to rank these. Uh, so we're just going to play them in the order that they were released. So starting yes. from the beginning of the decade and working our way up. So without further ado, here is the first tune. <laughs> oh, man. Inside jokes. All right, Q. Here, what do uh, we got? What all we got? right. So the uh, first one is going to be Lotus Flower. Also, we got some singles in this one, you know? I think the criteria was, uh, was uh, yes, okay. I mentioned that, that there was no 
this wasn't based on chart position or whatever. But we also wanted to say, unlike the Spotify playlist of 100 tracks, uh, we allowed ourselves to feature singles on this playlist. So please forgive us if you're a diehard fan of this podcast and you like that we don't talk about singles. Uh, we decided, you know, this is the top 10. Let's play some singles. Why not? It's hard enough to pick 10 songs from the last decade, but we want to really represent the artist in the best way possible. And sometimes, you know, it's a single. You know, what do you want from us? <laughs> but that's not, the, that's not the case for every song. So it's not to say that these 10 songs are all singles, but some of them are. And uh, one of them would be Lotus Flower by Radiohead. So yes, this track came out in 2011. And this was... This was on uh, Radiohead's first um, first release, really, since since uh, In Rainbows. So, coming off of In Rainbows, one of their more, um, you know, widely loved and acclaimed records came King of Limbs. And uh, this is one of the singles off of that record. And I think, more so than anything, the thing that stands out to me about this song, or that I remember about this song, more so than anything... Is the music video cue? Yeah, his. Um, it's the one where he does his, his, goofy his dance, interpretive right? dancing, if you will. Yeah, um, yeah. It, millions of views on YouTube for this video, probably because of the dancing. Yeah, my my guess is Radiohead picked up some some viewers on this video that had never heard of them before, and that have never listened to a Radiohead song. They just wanted to to see this guy dance like a maniac uh apparently there's <laughs> even a meme that has spawned q from this video so you may have have seen tom york dancing like a, a lunatic in an internet meme and having no idea that it's tied to to a music video um but anyway lotus flower i love the song um i think the groove in the melody is really exceptional in the song drum beats awesome i mean drum beats simple awesome. as always but awesome and there's just a lot of really tiny things that like you really got to pay attention to this song to yeah. really appreciate everything that's right going yeah on. there's a lot going on and of course the vocals i mean it's tom york so it goes without saying that the vocals are amazing uh, he's the voice of an angel yes absolutely um so let's just play the damn thing yes let's do it so here is radiohead's lotus flower off of the album the king of limbs
Man, I picked up on things listening to it just now that I never noticed before. <laughs> I've heard the song hundreds of times. What was that, Q? What'd you pick up on? On those those claps in the background, like Oh yeah, dude. The bass line, dude. I love the bass. Oh. That bass, man. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of, of different like Yeah. Like I would love to hear every single isolated track for this song, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so one thing uh, to note about this album is that, you know, we talked about it in Rainbows. Uh, you can go back and listen to that episode. But, you know, A Rainbows was really kind of a return to, to the more, like, instrument-focused uh, songwriting. They wanted to very much sort of not repeat themselves, right, with this record. So, But what they wanted to do was was sort of combine the two, like, the more programming side of their songwriting with the instrumentation, and you can definitely hear that in this song. So, Yes. We cover Radiohead extensively on this podcast. Uh, if you scroll back to October of 2018, we start with OK Computer all the way up to In Rainbows, uh, where we ended in March of 2019. So we dive heavy into Radiohead uh, in our previous episodes. So moving right along, Fleet Foxes, of course, found their way on our top 10. That's, that was a no-brainer. Absolutely. For me, dude, for me, it's just, you know, they're they're in my top five favorite bands um, of my lifetime. Definitely. This is going to be a song that you might recognize. We actually did cover this song with our Helplessness Blues episode, which is an album by Fleet Foxes that came out in May of 2011. So this is their second full-length album. And for me, this song is might might be my favorite Fleet Foxes song of all time. I think really it, hard to pick it, with these guys. Yeah, it definitely showcases sort of all all of the all of the things that you can find in a Fleet Foxes song, like all of the different the emotions, the storytelling. Uh, yeah, the emotion, the transitions, like all the, all yeah, the things the that, they, that they bring to the table. This song is a really yeah. good example of it all. So like you were about to say, it was hard to, to narrow it down to just one song um, from Fleet Foxes from the last decade because a good portion of their catalog is from the last decade, or at least you know two out of their three albums from the last decade. So um, yeah, yeah. We, we bounced around a little bit on a song for for this top 10 uh, we landed on this song. It is called The Shrine slash An Argument. And I'll remind everyone, <laughs> this song ends in a, on a jarring note. There's a pretty gnarly horn section in this song. It's a lot of chaos, for sure. It's it's chaotic, yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, this song still gives me chills when I hear it. So let's just go ahead and play it. Again, this is a song by Fleet Foxes from their album Helplessness Blues. This song is called The Shrine Slash An Argument. I went down among the dust and pollen to the old stone fountain in the morning after dawn Underneath were all these pens Fallen from the hands of children They were there and then were gone And I wonder what 
Every time. It gets me every single time. I know, dude. Do we, should we read the lyrics again or just let's just point people to yeah. our full length yeah, episode yeah. on this album? Yes. If you want to dive a little deeper with us, uh, scroll back to August of 2018. We cover this album in its entirety. Again, the song is called The Shrine Slash An Argument. The album is called Helplessness Blues. Oof. Yeah. Uh, 
my heart. Very few songs. Pulling on the strings. Can, can, pulling can, on the strings. Give me chills every time I hear it, and that's just one of those songs. Um, yeah, dude, it's incredible, man. Yeah. Uh, one of the best songwriters, uh, singers of the last decade, uh, if not all time. So, oh yeah, dude, he's he's gonna go down. Yeah, in history, amazing. So yeah, uh, like Quentin was saying, we covered this album pretty pretty in depth, and we nerd out even more so than we're doing right now. Um, so yeah, go back and listen to that. That's episode eighteen. Uh, and, uh, yeah, let's keep it moving, man. So I think we're, it, it is going to be obvious that we tend to talk about bands that we like on this podcast, obviously. Here's another artist that may sound familiar to you. If you have listened to this podcast since the beginning, uh, and this is a fellow by the name of Scott Hansen who goes by Tycho. And we covered this record, uh, as our third episode uh, and this record is called Dive. came out in 2011. And this may have been the first time, Q, that we used the word hypnagogic pop on this podcast. I mean, it had to be. It was episode three. It had to be. But uh, proof that we've been using that word since the beginning of this podcast. Uh, but Tycho, uh, his music certainly sort of encapsulates that that term, hypnagogic pop. Yeah, it's that nostalgic Nod. Yeah, nostalgic. It, it, it's it's like it, it it sounds like something that you that you're you have familiarity with, but you've never heard it before. That kind of thing, where it's like, yeah, it's like you can't quite place yeah. why this sounds so familiar, but it's like almost comforting. It's like a it's like the old you know the old video games and stuff. You know, it's yes, yeah, it it definitely it's nostalgic for for our generation for sure. Anyway, uh, so this is the first time that this song has been played on this podcast. It is the very first track on this album, and it is called A Walk. Thank you. 
Yeah, so here's the thing. Like I, I sort of alluded to this earlier. Tycho started out, and we talked about this extensively on the episode, so go check out the episode. Um, but yeah, he started out as sort of a bedroom, like a bedroom project, right? He just had re- really rudimentary equipment. Um, Recorded it all straight onto his laptop, you know, and, and yeah. And he slowly evolved. But yeah, it all it all sounds a lot like this, you know, and there's just, there's something about it. Like, it's very warm and sort of like, uh, there's a lot of sort of that, that analog fuzz, you know, but it sounds organic in some way or another. You know what I mean? Like, there's, there's, there's yeah. something about it that just sounds kind of like we said with, with the idea of, of hypnagalgia, if that's the, the proper word. It doesn't sound modern. It sounds like something you've heard in the past, perhaps, you know, something that, that, that you have a memory of, but obviously you don't because, you know, it's a brand new song or at least it is the first time you hear it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and with that being said, I mean, that sounds and the music that Tycho makes has had a really like lasting impact on the music over the last decade, you know? Anyway, uh, Q, let's keep going here. We're going to be here all night if we don't chug along here, but it, it's hard to, it's hard to not gush about these songs, you know, and sort of talk about how much we love them. So, uh, yeah. we can't help it if this, if this episode is, is lengthy cause it probably will be, but let's keep on moving here. We got, uh, the fourth track. Yeah. And of, of all the bands that are featured on this list, um, this next one I'm, I'm the least familiar with. And I, I've been kicking myself for a while now. Um, for not getting more into this guy or this band. I don't know if it's... See, I don't know if it's, if it's just one dude or if it's a band, but they're called Blood Orange. It's mainly one um, guy. You. It's one dude. Uh, De- Dev Heines. Heines. Dev Heines. I don't know how to say that. Um, This is a guy that, that I've always... Every song of his that I've heard, you know, I'm I'm just wowed by. Yeah, he, he he's definitely... He blends a lot of the funny thing is it's it's almost like man, I've heard this sound somewhere before, almost like hypnagogic pop, like his music is very eighties and and seventies influence. it reminds me he's got some heavy prince vibes, definitely, definitely. let's say no more Q, because that yeah. this song especially heavy, heavy uh prince vibes uh so let's let's listen to it, yeah, so this is a song off of his. Um, album Cupid Deluxe that came out in November of 2013. So we're jumping ahead a year, a couple, a couple years here. And this is a song called You're Not Good Enough. Look you over 
So I feel like the last decade in music, I feel like we've proven that you can take those almost like stock sounding drum beats and synthesizer sounds, you know, that you would just, that, that would just come preloaded on your drum machine or your keyboard and use them in a way that isn't cheesy. You know, it's got that 80s vibe, but... Like you said, it sounds familiar, but it's fresh and different. And we've that there are so many great songs over the last decade, and there's a ton of them that pop up on our top 100 list that have that that sound. You know, I love it. I've always loved that sound. Yeah, I mean, you mean you're talking about sort of the the drum beat sound or whatever that's that's on a a, a basic uh, like keyboard or something like that i mean that was the whole thing behind like the 808 uh the roland 808 drum machine yeah you know that that was all throughout the 80s you know that 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 yes that bass drum sound and that and that hi-hat sound and stuff like that there's a great documentary about the 808 that i've that i would recommend watching where it kind of talks about that yeah that i I would love i I love that shit man but yeah what's uh, it called it's called 808 i think okay but anyway um yeah i mean like you said I think that's another thing, too, to mention about this last decade is that indie music, which, you know, is heavily, I mean, you think about it, back in the early 2000s, or sorry, early 2010s, we still had that music blog. That was still a thing that we were doing, and it was an indie music blog, so uh, it kind of makes sense as to why, well, not so much the first two, first three artists, but Blood Orange, I remember we featured him on, on No Filler. I'm sorry, not no filler, new dust. Um, a lot of indie music, I feel like, has has borrowed from the past, you know, and just sort of taken it and and you know repackaged it or or spun it in a different way. And that's all throughout our 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 playlist of a hundred tracks. Uh, there's a ton of indie music on there, and a lot of it, like you said, it borrows from the past. Um, and this sound too. We've definitely got a, a soft spot for the '80s sound. Our generation, yeah. For some reason, we do. Probably because we were kids and still growing up and listening to it. But we like pay homage to it in such a really great way. I think I that's think my so point. Too. That's why. I, that's why I wanted. I, you know, I think uh, that's why this artist made it to our top ten. I think he's he's one of the few that do it exceptionally well. You know, Tori Moi as well. Um, that guy Canalu that we just covered last week, another example of that, you know, bringing back that 80s sound, but doing it in a really great way. Uh, but hey, before we jump into our next pick, let's take a quick break. And we're back. So let's jump right along, dude. Yes. Guess who's next? Yes, yes. Guess who's next, dude? I am so pumped to play this song on this podcast because it's a single it is it, this we're talking we're, we're gonna jump into some spoon some spoonage so here's the great thing about this song q oh my god dude i love this song so much similar to radiohead spoon is another artist where we covered a good portion of their of their catalog we started with uh girls can I tell 
We started with a series of sneaks. Oh, okay. All right, all right. We started back with in April of, of 2018. Yeah, which was, um, you know, really their first full-length record, all the way to Gimme Fiction. So this is an album that we didn't get to talk about, and this uh, this album came out in 2014. Uh, two records later, after Gimme Fiction, no, three records later. Man, these guys are they, they're fucking know, prolific, dude. man. They're prolific. Uh, anyway, uh, this this album, um, it's called "They Want My Soul." It's got some badass album art, dude. I love the album art on this record. Me too. And yeah, this song, man. Uh, when you think back to their extensive catalog, as we said, they're pretty prolific. They've got a lot of songs, a lot of material that they put out in the last, you know, two decades plus. This song stands out. It it's got the signature spoon sound like it's an unmistakable. You can't, and that's mostly because of his voice, but it's it's unmistakably spoon, right? It there's no other artist that could make a song like this. It's another example of how you know they'll take an idea that Britt Daniel has a song idea, and just their approach to taking it from a song idea to like the end song that you hear. It's just so unique, and so I actually listened to this little. Um, have you heard of the podcast called Song Song Exploder? Yes, I have. You. Yeah, they'll take one song, and that's the whole episode. Did they do an episode of this song? Dissect it. They did it. Yeah, we'll we'll post a link to it. Awesome. In our show notes, yeah. but yeah, so basically, Bert Daniel comes up, says, "Hey, got an idea for a song," and then he says, "But I want to approach it like it's a Dr. Dre song." Interesting. Uh, so let's play the song. This might be my favorite Spoon song. That's a tall order, Q. Dude, there's something about it, man. Um, so this song is called Inside Out. It's only 
listening dude all i could think of because that was the first time i had heard um or tried to listen to it uh thinking about it as a as a dr dre track because that was the first time i had really heard that i'd never listened to that episode that you referred to but um yeah just in general i love the harp um it sounds like a harp that 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 thing that happens toward the end of, of that clip that we played there that they sort of bring in. So it's a, it's a harpsichord. Yeah, the harpsichord. Uh, I mean, c- uh-huh. come on, man. A, a harpsichord and a rock song, I fucking love it. Now, okay, not that that... You know what? It's not a rock song, but it's a rock band. It's, a, it's you know, arguably one of the best indie rock bands of all time. Spoon, right? Yeah. Um, and we've we've talked about how Brett Daniels is, is one of the best rock vocalists of all time. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's what makes it a standout song in their collection is stuff like that harpsichord that gets thrown in there that you've never heard before uh but yeah q uh, tell us tell us more about this track yeah so i mean i just i recommend just listening to that uh song exploder episode so it's just it's an interview with with jim eno their drummer and he said you know so it plays a really cool demo of of just brit with his microphone and his piano which a lot of times that's how he brings song ideas to the group and he said, you know, I thought it'd be kind of cool if we kind of approach this, you know, let's make this sound like a Dr. Dre song. So what does he mean by that? So so um, Jim takes that and he goes with uh, Alex Fischel, I think that's how you say his name, one of the keyboard players, and they're playing around in the studio. And so Jim, you know, just thinks, okay, Howard, you know, I've got a drum beat in mind. How would this drum beat sound in a Dr. Dre song? So it's sampled, you know, it's a sampled drum beat it's not really jim jim Eno playing that you know so he's he samples out a beat that he just thinks it would be fitting on a dr dre track and then the way they approach the keyboard solos in this song too so there's three keyboard solos in it which jim mentions in that episode that that's actually a spoon first so it's one of the one of the only spoon songs that has three keyboard solos the one that we heard in this and what we played here was that that uh, harpsichord. And he's, you know, he says one of the things I really enjoy about, you know, early hip hop is, you know, the the use of of samples in their tracks in a way that it sounds like it it doesn't belong there. Not just because it's a harpsichord, but also the the time signature difference and everything. It kind of seems like it's out of place. So 
that's really it, dude. That's, you know, Jim, Britt Daniels said, you know, I think it'd be cool to kind of do something a little bit more, not necessarily dancey, but let's, let's do this a little bit more with like a hip hop style, you know? And that's what makes Spoon so great. Yeah. Especially when you listen to the demo uh, that Britt Daniels brought to the table, it's, it's so totally different. Yeah. I mean, that's like you said, that's, that's why you love Spoon. They, um, they're always reinventing themselves. Uh, they're, they're one of the few bands that, you know, they've had a consistent evolution. Like if you go back to even their early EPs, uh, like, like Telefono or Soft Effects, and then you listen today to their newest stuff, it sounds like Spoon the entire time. It's still it's, Spoon. Yeah, it's always been Spoon, but they have evolved in such an, like a, a natural way, you know. That a spoon song is a spoon song, but there's so many different places that they take you with a spoon song throughout each album, from album to album. Uh, you know, leading to something like this, where, where yeah, it's just like, like you said, it, it, really, it all boils down to those two people that we mentioned: Britt Daniel, obviously the the singer songwriter, and then Jimmy No, the drummer. There, there have been the two constants in the band since the beginning. Um, and yeah, I mean, those, those, that's, that's spoon, you know, that's what makes spoon spoon is the incredible drumming from Jimmy, you know, and then just everything that, that Brit Daniel does, you know, anyways, man, we could, we, dude, we could talk about this one spoon song for another half hour. Let's jump along, dude. I'm excited to share this song. Actually, our next pick is going to be Courtney Barnett, the amazing Australian, uh, singer songwriter. Not the first time she's appeared on this podcast. I think I think she may have been on this podcast a couple times, actually. Really? I know you've shared... I, I think you shared her, her track um, last year, dude. On, oh, on you're our, right, our dude. On one of our... Year. Yeah, best of 2018. Yes, you're right. right. Holy shit. Yeah, I played a song from uh, her album that came out in 2018. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> called uh, Tell Me How You Really Feel. Yeah, I played the opening track on that one. Well, uh... This is one of my favorites of hers. Uh, she has an album that came out in 2015 called Sometimes I Sit and Think and Sometimes I Just Sit. And um, yeah, f- all you need to know about Courtney Barnett, if you don't know much about her, she's just this like, it's kind of hard to pinpoint her sound. It's definitely f- bluesy folk. You know, she, she gets thrown into the psychedelic rock, indie rock category that doesn't matter. It's her lyrics and her songwriting. I mean, it's just, she's kind of like a modern day Bob Dylan in a way. I mean, it's, I don't know how else to put it. Uh, it's just really, really smart lyrics. And she's, she's able to, you know, cram in a lot of ideas into the, into, you know, fairly short songs and the stories that she tells in these songs really great. Anyways, let's just play the track. Uh, this one is one of my favorites from her. It is called Pedestrian at Best.
Fuck yeah. Yeah, what an interesting man. um Yeah, the lyrics, man. Uh, it's just so <laughs> ca- it's just so um you can't help but pay attention, you know. Yeah. So yeah, let me just I, I want to read the lyrics cue. Go for it. Cuz I love dude. it. Yeah, verse uh, 2 is my favorite, man. Well, I was going to read verse 1. <laughs> Cuz I think <laughs> okay. it I, I think it helps illustrate sort of her way with words you know yeah uh she says i love you i hate you i'm on the fence it all depends whether i'm up or down i'm on the men transcending all reality i like you despise you admire you what are we gonna do when everything all falls through i must confess i've made a mess of what should be a small success but i digress at least i've tried my very best i guess i love that shit dude it's great man yeah well i'm gonna read verse two bro go ahead (laughs) (laughs) This is hilarious, but all right. My internal monologue is saturated analog. It's scratched and drifting. I've become attached to the idea. It's all a shifting dream, bittersweet philosophy. I've got no idea how I even got here. I'm resentful. I'm having an existential time crisis. Want bliss? Daylight savings time. Wait. (laughs) Want bliss? Daylight savings won't fix this mess. Underworked and oversexed, I must express my disinterest. The rats are back inside my head. What would Freud have said? Dude. Yeah. I mean, that's that's better than than some, like, rap, like, rhyme, you know? Like, the rhyming is just intense. Like, what? She's she's spinning gold, dude. Yeah. I love this song, dude. It's it's about, like, her... Underworked and oversexed is is a funny line. it's yeah and it's powerful too it's very powerful yeah um but yeah i like uh i like the chorus to put me on a pedestal and i'll only disappoint you i think she's singing about like her newfound success you know and like her newfound fame or whatever and she's like uh, you know i don't feel that great about myself like you know yeah, sure like yeah. she's a blast man I, lo- I love listening to courtney absolutely all right q so the next the uh the next album that we're talking about here uh it's probably on the top of a lot of people's best albums of the decade uh we've talked about the stardust before we didn't cover this record uh we talked about his 2010 record inner speaker uh of course we're talking about kevin parker also known as tame impala another australian uh, artist dude there you go man what are they doing over there (laughs) all right so yeah currents Came out in 2015, arguably his 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 best record, um, but that's the thing; it's his most recent record. It's also the first album of his that it's genre defying or you know genre bending. He's primarily a, yeah he's primarily a psychedelic rock uh, musician, but like you said, this record sort of introduced some disco, some R and B, some some dance, yeah, beats. And yeah, I would yeah it it was probably his most most commercially successful record for sure. And we're about to get a new record, dude. I think it's going to drop this week, in fact. Um, Holy shit, yeah. dude. I can't wait. So um, it, it may actually already be out by the time this this episode goes up. But anyway, um, there's just, uh, you know, there's not there's there's not enough to say about, about this guy as a, as a songwriter, as a producer. Uh, he's just one of those, like, rare talents, you know. Yeah, and this song in particular, this was a single. There's a music video behind it. The fucking the opening riff is just killer. Let's just listen to it, man. Uh, it's one of the catchiest fucking songs. All right, here we go. This is the less I know, the better. Mm-hmm. 
it's hard not to tap your feet and like just fucking get into the song. It's just so catchy, you know. Yeah, and I had to play it all the way through because I love uh, at the end. And man, I'm terrible with like song structure names. You know what I mean? It's a bridge, sure. It's bridge, okay. but it's also the outro because I mean it's, it carries out yeah, the rest. Yeah, yeah. But I love the, the when it changes up at the end. Um, that's my favorite part of the song is the. Um, I was doing fine without you till I saw your eyes turn away from mine. Yeah. You know, I do. I love that, that part of the song. So listen to this Q. Um, I'm reading, reading up on this right now. Uh, so like we had mentioned, he in- incorporated some different genres, different sounds into this record. Yep. Uh, he says here, it says here on his Wikipedia page that, uh, there's one particular event that, uh, you can point to, uh, as to why he started experimenting with other sounds. He began to feel that even songs outside of the psychedelic genre could possess its qualities. He made this assumption while under the influence of psychedelic mushrooms and cocaine and listening to the Bee Gees staying alive. <laughs> so you can just imagine mushrooms and cocaine. On mushrooms and cocaine. God. Listening to staying alive. And and being like, man, dude, I could turn this into a psychedelic song. It's basically yeah, it's, what it is, dude, right? Dude, I'm like surprised that I'm staying alive right now. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I like that. The fact that like, yeah. it, it, there's a quote here. It goes on to say, the only rule was to make an attempt to abandon the rules that I've set up in the past. So in other words, um, like we had said, he made a name for himself with, with the psychedelic rock sound. And but with this album, he wanted to still make psychedelic music, but you know, write a disco song that sort of has psychedelic elements to it. In other words, make a psychedelic song that's also a disco song, which is cool. It's a cool challenge, you know. Yeah, and I think you know he, what I love. You know what I love about this, dude. What's that? It sounds like Spoon to me. It's exactly what Bert Daniel decided long ago. And you can hear it in their album, Girls Can Tell, where he's like, you know what? I'm going to put some key, some, I'm going to play the, yeah. <laughs> he, goes, he goes, you know what? I'm going to put a, I'm going to put a piano in this song. There's no reason for us to box ourselves in, you know? Yeah, yeah. We can still uh, be right. Spoon. This can still be a right. Spoon. Right. Because, I mean, think, you, you know, as Britt Daniels like, was saying back then, like, he, he thought that a, a piano was off limits, or at least he, he, he didn't think that they could that they could incorporate a piano into their music and and still be a rock band or like a punk rock band. And obviously that's, that's what spoon is, you know, they're a rock band yeah. that aren't afraid to take risks. And obviously that played out with inside out in a big way. And same with this guy. It's, you know, and that's what makes a, a, a you know, a talented musician, a talented musician, right? So and anyway. that's what makes that's what makes a song that finds its way on our top ten, right? Absolutely. For, for the last decade, yeah, yeah. and that goes, dude. And this is man talking about moving right along, like perfectly here. This guy, Bradford Cox, man, yeah, uh, also known as Deer Hunter. He also yes. plays in a band called Atlas Sound. Yes, this guy. Going to talk about someone who you know blurs the lines of of genres and he's been doing it for a long time man he has over over 20 years in a lot of ways um he he you know he was making music back when the strokes were making music 
but he's had more staying power, I think, than, than they have as far as that that post-punk sound, you know. Yeah. And that's essentially what Deer Hunter is. They're a post-punk revival band that have been doing it and have stayed successful the entire time throughout the de- the last decade. Uh, you know, obviously the strokes go back to 2001. Uh, but Deer Hunter was making music in the early the early aughts, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah but dude. they're still doing it. They just put out a, a single, I think, this year. So, um, yeah, uh, Deer Hunter. Uh, that's another band that we have not that we have not covered on this. On haven't this, haven't covered them yet. Haven't not covered them. But they're they're. I love everything that they do, man. They they they're so, you know. And it probably points to to him as a songwriter. It's just good punk centered indie rock, post punk. You know what? What else can I say? Let's just fucking listen to it, huh? <laughs> let's, let's, let's do it because it, it'll speak for itself. Yeah, and this so this is coming from an album that came out in October of 2015 uh, on an album called Fading Frontier. Um, yeah, we're gonna play a song called Breaker. Christ or credit? What's the price? Ass tune, man. It's a beauty. Yeah. So uh, this this record, uh, Fading Frontier, was ranked pretty high on a lot of uh, best of albums lists uh, in 2015. Uh, the highest it got was number 12 uh, on the Guardians list of the best albums of 2015. But yeah, um, it's just there's uh, what what could you point to in that song and say I didn't really like that part. It's also solid. The guitar part, the bass, the singing, obviously, the harmonizing. Yeah. The harmonizing is great uh, in that in that chorus. You know, that main sort of riff that's sort of in the background throughout the whole song is fucking exceptional. It's just yeah. it's just a great it's it's a it's a great track. It's a really good representation of the band too. Um, you know, it's sort of in their earlier stuff, they were more punk centered. Um, and this record has the dream pop label on it although i don't think that song really showcases that but um yeah man what a great track 
what a great band. Maybe we'll circle around and do a, a full episode on on this album or maybe the album that came out before this one, Monomania. Uh, but a good portion of their catalog uh, has, has come out in the last decade. Uh, they go back to, uh, like I say, they were formed in 2001. So they've been, uh, you know, they've been around since since the Strokes really kind of hit it big. Uh, but they, they're still going strong. Um, you could say that the Strokes are still around, obviously, but, you know, that's a different conversation as far as if the Strokes are as uh, as, as still producing a quality of music, you know. I mean, that's a different, very depressing conversation yes, that I don't want to get into. That's right a good now. point, too. <laughs> that's a good point. But, yeah, yeah. Um, these guys are fucking dope. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah. All right, Q. So, um, dude, I, I want to do something a little bit different for this next one okay okay i say we take a trip to the upside down Dude, I, I think all of us remember the first time we all saw the the credits roll for this fucking show, man. Yeah, yeah. So um, we weren't making a joke there. Like this is actually on our on our list. This yeah. is the theme. I mean, if you don't know, this is the theme song for the the uh, breakout hit uh, Stranger Things, the Netflix show Stranger Things, which. Is one of my favorite shows of all time. No I doubt. I love this show. No dude. doubt. And yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, as the song perhaps sort of, you know, encapsulates or, or showcases, like this show is all about nostalgia, you know, which has been sort of a theme, you know, for <laughs> sure in, in pop culture yeah. in the last decade. Yeah. Uh, but this, this, uh, this song in particular, it just captures what this show is all about. And, you know, it's, it's got elements of like horror themes in it, like horror soundtrack oh, yeah. themes. It's it's got a lot of uh, that. Q, we were talking about this. We're trying to trying to to label it uh, sort of like Kravinsky, which is an artist that's kind of oh yeah associated with that out outrun. It was called out out outrun outrun. Yeah, that, that yeah, that's that's the name of one of Kravinsky's albums. Yeah. But, it, but it, yeah, it's, it's that night a, drive, it's like yeah, used more for that that night drive sound. And it's again like kind of like what what we were talking about, where it does sound like you know keyboard sounds and drum beats that would just the ones that would come preloaded on your Casio keyboard, right? You know, right. from the eighties or nineties. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about the artists here, Q. This is a, a, a duo. It's Michael Stein and Kyle Dixon. Uh, they were originally in a band, electronic band, called Survive. 
So they were putting out music like this uh, as far back as 2009. And then they were approached by, uh, what are the, fuck, what are they called? The Duffy Brothers. Uh, And they came up with this fucking amazing theme, dude. That, you know, a lot of times you skip the credits, right? Let me just skip. Skip the intro on Netflix. Yeah. I listen to this every time. I because and not to mention the it fucking me, it gives me goosebumps. It gets dude. you goosebumps. It gets you pumped for the show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just barely over a minute long, and it's the perfect fucking theme song. So perfect, in fact, that it won the 2017 Emmy Award for Outstanding Original Main Title Theme Music. Yeah, so and even go. though it's it's you know just just over a minute long, and it's it's the song, it's a theme song for a show. I think it deserves a spot on this list, dude. Yeah, and, and you know, we haven't really talked much about soundtracks on this podcast yet, but I sort of alluded to it last week that, like, I love fucking soundtracks, man. I love video game soundtracks. I love movie soundtracks. And now this is two episodes in a row where we have played a song from a soundtrack. Last week, we played a song from The Mandalorian. So I'm glad that it's finally... uh this kind of music is finally getting some recognition on this podcast, but um, all right, Q. Uh, it's actually this is actually kind of fitting that this is the last song that we're playing because um, this is probably the most commercially successful artist and record that's on this list. Um, it just happens to be the most recent record that was put out, but um, I think everybody has listened to this record. Even people who aren't necessarily fans of, of rap music uh, in general, this album had so much buzz around it at the time, and this artist in particular has sort of crossed over. You know, a lot of people love this record, uh, myself included, who, as I said, don't necessarily listen to rap all the time. Uh, Same. We're talking about, of course, Mr. Kendrick Lamar uh, and this record damn period all capital letters uh which is you know when you look at the track list on the record it's one word period right um there's just something about this record man it's incredible um i mean he won the pulitzer prize for this album dude yeah which is a big Uh, big deal well yeah he was the the first rapper to win the award which is kind um, of incredible to me if you think about it's it. It's crazy. Um, um, because, and, the, yeah, dude, uh, and, and, and I'm reading right here. He's the first winner who is not a classical or jazz musician. Yeah. I mean, it's huge. It's huge. That's huge, but, dude. But yeah, uh, I think if, if if there's any genre that, that should be the first to win a Pulitzer Prize, I think hip hop is the one to do it, man. They, Absolutely. They, they, their storytelling... And the way that they share their experiences on their yes. on their music far uh, exceeds rock music more often yeah. than not nine times out of ten. Yeah, uh, you're gonna get to you're gonna get to experience and uh, feel something and 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 relate to somebody. I think by listening to a rap record, put yourself in another person's shoes more so by listening to 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 rap music than rock music, and this record especially. Uh, yeah, so this album, Damn, came out in April of 2017. So, um, yeah, that's this is the the most recent song 
on this list of ours. Obviously, we're at number ten now, and it's a good way uh, to go out. I think it's a great. I think sign so, dude. On. And we're gonna. And you know what? I was thinking. Let's just fade out. Let's just fade out the episode with this song. We'll just yeah, play it all the way I'm in its entirety that. and finish off with that. I'm fine with that. Um, all right, so we're getting back to our normal schedule, our normal programming next week, dude. It's been it's been fun. Yes, we've been looking back. It's been fun, dude. We, dude, we we've we've ha- we've we've played through thirty songs in the last three weeks, man. That's a lot. That's a lot of songs. <laughs> that's a lot of good tunes, dude. That's a lot of songs. Um, and, and, and like we said yeah. earlier, we will be sharing uh, not only this playlist as it's uh, as as a separate playlist, but we will have uh, our top 100 non singles from the last decade. And that we've been putting together for the last month. It feels like maybe longer than that. 100 songs, 100 artists, 100 songs, 100 artists. Um, yeah, it's it was a lot of fun putting this together, and um. Yeah, just just you know, pull it up and hit shuffle. That's probably the best way to listen to this. This playlist yeah. is on shuffle. Yeah, dude. It's not in any particular order. Uh, so yeah, just push shuffle. You're gonna hear a lot of different, a lot of different genres. Uh, mostly indie rock. Uh, you know, if we're being honest. But there's some hip hop and some heavy metal yeah, thrown in some, there. There's some hip hop. There's a couple of soundtrack songs on there. Um, but yeah. Anyway, like you said, Q. We're going to have Kendrick Lamar close us out. Uh, but yeah, we will be coming back at you next week with a return to the normal uh, episode format. Uh, we haven't decided yet what we're going to talk about, but yeah, check us out on the Pantheon Podcast Network, uh, where you can find tons of other great music podcast content. Uh, you can check them out on pantheonpodcast.com. You can also check out our website where we post show notes and where you will find a link to that Spotify playlist. Uh, and that's nofillerpodcast.com. And uh, yeah, that's that, man. So uh, again, Q, this has been a look back at the last decade and our top 10 tracks. And we're going to have Mr. Kendrick Lamar close us out with the single Humble And that'll do it for us. My name is Travis. And I'm Quentin. Hey, everybody, just, uh, you know, sit down, be humble. Wicked and weakness, you gotta see this. Yeah, yeah. Remember syrup sandwiches and crime allowances Finesse a nigga with some counterfeits But now I'm counting this Parmesan with my accountant lives In fact, I'm down in this say with my boobay Tastes like Kool-Aid for the analyst Girl, I can buy a Westie girl With my base stuff Ooh, that pussy good Won't you sit it on my taste buds I get way too petty Won't you let me do the extras Pull up on your block Then break it down We playing Tetris AM to the PM PM to the AM phone out your per diem, you just gotta hate them folk. If I quit your BM, I still rock Mercedes folk. If I quit this season, I still be the greatest folk. My left stroke just went viral. Right stroke, put a baby in a spiral. Soprano C, we like to keep it on the high note. It's levels to it, you and I know. Bitch, be humble. Hold up, bitch. Sit down. Hold up, little, hold up, be little, humble. Bitch. Hold up, bitch. Sit down. Hold up, sit down. Bitch, sit down. Be humble. 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 Sit down.
bitch, sit down. Be humble. Sit down. Who that nigga thinking that he frontin' no man? Get the fuck off my stage, I'm the same man. Get the fuck off my dick, that ain't right. I make a play fucking up your whole life. I'm so fucking sick and tired of the Photoshop. Show me something natural like Afro with your pride. Show me something natural like ass with some stretch marks. Still a take you down right on your mama's couch and polo sock. Ayy, this shit way too crazy. Ayy, you do not amaze me. Ayy, I blew cool from ACA. Obama just paged me. Ayy, I don't fabricate it. Ayy, most of y'all be faking. Ayy, I stay modest about it. Ayy, she elaborated. Ayy, this that great poupon, that AV on that TED talk. Watch my soul speak, you let the meds talk, ayy If I kill a nigga, it won't be the alcohol, ayy I'm the realest nigga after all, bitch, be humble Hold up, bitch, sit down Be humble Sit down Be humble Bitch, sit down Be humble Sit down Be humble Sit down Bitch, sit down. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.